Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. On today, we are continuing with our Lock Journey series. But first, this episode is brought to you by Natural Hair Education's Texture on Texture Styling Course. This styling course is a virtual educational experience. Learn how to properly detangle the hair, learn how to do coils, flat twists, two-strand twists, and an updo all on naturally textured hair. In this program, you will receive Ada, which is Natural Hair Education's first texture hair mannequin. And listen, she is the real deal, okay? So once you get your hands on her, you'll be able to learn these different types of skills as well as improve your own skills, increase your service time, and overall, increase your income. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to today's episode. This is our final episode on our Lock Journey series. Over the past few weeks, I've had different women come on and discuss their process, their maintenance, their products, and any awareness they've gained throughout their lock journey. Today's episode, I have a special guest. But before I introduce you to our special guest, I just want to say that over the weekend, I approached my one-year lock anniversary, And looking back at pictures, I am so just surprised at the growth and the progress that my hair have made over 365 days. It's been amazing. So if you're out there and you're really contemplating this lock journey or um, embracing a new type of way of wearing your hair, I'm telling you guys, when you lock your hair, you're going to say, what was I thinking? I should have been done this years ago. Okay, so let's move on and get to our guest. My final guest is a really special guest. Her name is Jocelyn Renee, and many of you may have heard of her or seen her YouTube page or follow her on Instagram, but she is really big in the lock community, and she's a very well educator when it comes to cultivating healthy locks. I'm going to read her bio and introduce her on the show. Jocelyn Renee, also known as the Digital Loctician is a multimedia creator, hair care professional, and the voice behind CurlyNewGrowth.com. With her passion for holistic wellness, she blends her personal experience and professional expertise to educate her community. Through her blog, YouTube channel, podcast, Salon Academy, on the best practices to cultivate healthy locks. When she's not teaching or working behind the chair, she stay rooted with family and yoga. Hi, Jocelyn. Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. It was just my birthday yesterday, so I'm just full of life, joy, and just looking forward to my new year. Absolutely. I saw that, and I saw how they surprised you. You were like, oh my goodness. (laughs) You were so excited. Happy belated birthday. Um, I know this is going to be an amazing year for you. I've been following you and you are do, always doing amazing things, always educating us and just keeping the spirits high, keeping spirits lifted. I appreciate you and everything that you do. Thank you so but, much. No problem. So could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, I am a, first of all, I like to say, or like to acknowledge that I am joy. I like to cultivate and exude joy wherever I go. I strive to empower people to believe in their best self. It's in there. Even if you don't acknowledge or have yet to acknowledge it, your best self is there with you right now. So um, that is the first 
part of myself. I'm also a wife, a mother, a sister, daughter, and I work as the digital loctician. So I strive to encourage women and men to cultivate the healthiest set of locks possible. Yes, and you do an amazing job at that. Um, Before I get into questions that I have for you, I saw that you were into Reiki. Is that what it is? Okay, can you explain a little bit more about that? Because I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, she takes it to the whole, a whole nother level. Could you explain more about that? Absolutely. So if you ever have, like, if you hit your knee on, like, a door or something like that, one of the first things we naturally do is, like, put our hands there to try to, like, calm or soothe the the pain or whatever feeling that we're feeling. And so Reiki is a Japanese-oriented ancient energy healing practice, which is similar to like laying hands on a particular place in your body to help shift or balance energy. And so I was drawn to it because one of my clients who she came in and like she has truly changed my life and i feel like the salon space is one of those spaces where those transformational things can happen if you allow it but she is a reiki master she's now my reiki master but i went in for a reiki session and it again it changed everything for me and so i embarked on my journey in reiki which the first step is self-healing. So I'm healing myself using the Reiki healing to heal myself so that I can then move on to hopefully move on to level two, which is I can then offer Reiki to others um, and do healing practices. I, I, I just see it in my mind, just being able to heal my guests in the salon, being able to heal my children. or And when I say heal, as in like help them to shift their energies if they're feeling mm. a way that is not serving them towards their best self. Wow, that is really good. That is really good. I had a Reiki session years ago and I thought it was amazing. And I haven't been able to find anyone in my area locally to do it again. So when I saw you were doing that, I was like, this girl is just amazing all around. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because you are the virtual loctician and you do so many amazing things with locks you educate so many people on the maintenance and you know having healthy locks and this is my first set of locks this is my i'll be approaching one year this month well in february when we are gonna release this episode and so that's why i wanted to have you on tell us how did you even get into locks like were you always locked or when did you start your journey and why did you start your journey first congratulations on your lockversary and especially for the first set like making it that first year i feel like it's just (laughs) it's definitely something to be celebrated but especially having the commitment dedication for a whole year is something to acknowledge so congratulations thank you um for me locks it was something my journey with locks and specifically offering locks to other people was rooted in or is rooted in sister locks and that came to me because i went natural which changed my life or changed my outlook on myself and just helped my self-esteem and as i was sharing my natural hair journey because i started a youtube channel and all types of other things I was like, I no longer have the time to have a wash day, like spend an entire day doing my hair. So I'm either going to chop my hair off, like do a big chop, or I'm going to start locks. And so my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he had locks. And I was like, he was like, well, yeah, you should get locks. And I was like, yeah, but mm, I feel like I I don't know. But sister locks, nobody's talking about sister locks. I feel like I can, um, I can offer something different, specifically speaking about my YouTube channel, I can offer something different uh, if I go on a journey with Sister Locks. So that is where I started my journey and sharing it online. And one of the women that I look up to in the industry, 
she came to me in in all I know it was it was filled with grace and love that place that she was speaking from but she was like if you really cared about the people if you really cared about this industry you would be educated and you would share from a place of like professional knowledge versus just sharing what's happening with you and I was like that's a good point so then I uh, became a sister lot consultant and which just I would say it just had a domino effect onto my like desire to learn all I can about locks and also share it because I didn't have all the things that I know now when I first started my journey and it was confusing. You said this is your first set. This is my third set of locks. So I've, I've learned a lot. And I, again, I strive to empower people with knowledge and education so that they can have, make better choices, make better decisions, mm-hmm. and feel better about themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know for me, um, I wanted to start lots when I was younger. I started my first, well, my first set didn't last probably about a week or so, <laughs> but I started it when I was 27. I just had my son and I was drawn to do like have low maintenance with my hair. I didn't really tap into the spiritual side of it or, you know, anything like that. I was just like, okay, I need to do something with my hair where I have low maintenance, I have anything to worry about. And I started the process and I got so much negative feedback, like, especially from family members. They were like, girl, what you doing to your hair? That's, that's not, that's not suitable. Like that doesn't look good on you. And that really tore me apart. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I can't, I, I can't do this. So I went back to my protective styles. I've always wear braids. Braids are like my go-to. That, that was my go-to. Because I'm, you know, I've always been busy. I teach in a beauty school. I do hair on the side. I have a family. And it's just, I'm very busy. Fast forward uh, this past year, it was January. I took down a set of braids. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of spending money on extensions. I am tired of paying people to do my hair. And I can wear my hair natural because like you said, the process of, of, of wash days and um, hairstyles and trying to keep up the maintenance of your naturally textured hair. I just didn't have time for it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make this decision and be final with it. <laughs> and I did it uh, February 20th, 2020. And a couple of weeks later we were in quarantine. So I feel like that whole quarantine situation saved me with this process. And I've been through so much. And when they say this is a journey, it truly is. A journey. I have had days where I'm crying, like, what am I doing to myself? I don't look the same. I don't feel the same. But it was more of a transitional phase for me, spiritually, emotionally, physically, everything. And, you know, I came across your page and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have somebody to follow and educate me on this process. I've started locks for many people and I've maintained locks. But like you said, digging deep into that education that's one thing that I have not done. I just know, you know, I'm into the beauty industry. I know about natural hair and, you know, people come to get locks in, in, in maintenance, but far as the proper education on it, I have not had that. So you have been my teacher <laughs> when it comes to this process. So how is this? Uh-huh. I just want to, um, two things. Uh-huh. One, like your journey starting on t- uh, 2 2020 It's amazing right there. My first journey was on 10 10 10 And um, so I acknowledge like starting intentionally like has, uh, it feels, it feels different than just like, uh, ah, let me just see what happens. But you can just see what happens and go on a beautiful journey. So don't get me wrong. So Absolutely. that's the first thing that's being rooted in intention. It, it matters. I find, I found that it mattered a lot to me. And then the other thing that you mentioned, um, just the negative feedback that you got, like (laughs) so much of that, so much of that. And it's like, I, I have named it hair trauma. Like we have a a hair trauma, but it passes on like generationally. Like when I started my, started locking my hair, all of my family was just like, why are you doing that? Your hair's too good to lock. Like blocks are dirty like so many just negative connotations with the way we can we our hair naturally wants to tangle I feel like it naturally wants to lock and it's just like why are you so mad about me being myself (laughs) and so I just for me I just had to be like 
it, it I just acknowledge, I want to say last year, just like how much my locks helped me find who I am. But I say that because I can like parallel it with when I was a kid, I knew I always wanted to do hair, but my parental like influence was just like, no, you got to go to college. You got to get all these good grades. You have to do all this, like all the things that society tells you to do. And so I was just like, okay, fine. But all the while I have been in the salon since I was 11, like, like at the same time, getting straight A's, 4.0, doing all the academic stuff that they said I had to do, but also pursuing my passion. And then when I achieved, I got my college degree and I was just, I went to corporate America. I didn't like it. And I was just like, all right, I did what you said, but now I'm going to do me. My locks too. I was just like, I've worn my hair and relaxers because you relax my hair because you think this is how my hair is supposed to be. But now I'm going to do me and I'm going to get locks and I'm going to stay with it because that's what I want. It's just like, locks gave me permission to tell people like this is yes man you you have not had you have not have said that better that is so true that's exactly how i feel right now like this is who i am i'm grounded i'm secure in my in who i am as a person in my culture you nailed that (laughs) um you kind of spoke about your journey a little bit but how has the journey been you say this is your third set of locks what was the the point where you say, okay, let me start this over again. Yeah. So (laughs) it's funny that you asked that. Um, Each of the times, each of the times that I restarted my journey, it was because something happened that made me reflect back and was like, you know what? I can ground myself or root myself in something much better. Um, Mm -hmm. that feels better. That is me. That's more in alignment with who I'm growing into. Um, so my first set was sister locks and they were amazing. Like, I feel like that's the foundation for like a lot of online growth that I had, um, initially because I was again, doing something that pretty much no one had really seen before. And especially the texture of hair that I have or the hair type that I have, my curl pattern is very like curly and wavy. And so it's that hair that's like, everyone says, you know, it can't lock. You shouldn't lock your hair, but doing it and showing people that it's just like, Oh, actually, I guess everyone, you know, they were just speaking negativity over the experience. So I had sister locks. I had them for two years. The reason why I restarted those or or comb those out. The reason why I combed those out was because I went to my uh, sister lock consultant training and my consultant at the time she said, well, you've taken the training, you can do your hair yourself now. And so, girl, I did one (laughs) row and it took me an hour. I was like, this is not it. I cannot. I had 300 plus locks. No, I can't do this. So in addition to that, I had just quit corporate America and decided like, I'm going to follow my passions. And so the financial stability that I had with my corporate job was no longer in place. And sister locks, they cost a pretty penny to to maintain so I was just like let me just comb out and I can just do my hair myself so I combed out my sister locks then I started a set of traditional locks I enjoyed those but that was all self-cultivation and just doing things that I had either seen on the internet or just like somebody told me I should do but somebody not educated somebody just Mm -hmm. (laughs) said do this and towards the end of that journey, I had already had my son. I started working at a very prominent lock salon, lock specific salon. And just the education I gained, I became a certified loctician. I learned so much, so much information and knowledge. I was like, I cannot continue with this set of locks and tell people all the, like the right things to do, but this set of locks is not right. So no, (laughs) that can't be me. So I, I just combed those out again. I was just, I'm not afraid to acknowledge when I made a mistake or I need to take a step back and start over. And so that's why I combed those out. And then I started this set a lot with a lot more intention, a lot more information and so far so good. I have my moments and I'm just like, "Ah, I I could start over because I've learned a little bit more, but it's like, do you really need to start over right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you're talking about this come out process, girl. 
how did you even manage? <laughs> um, with the sister locks, was that a hard process? Because I know traditional locks is a process to comb out. I never heard anyone comb out their sister locks. How, because, you know, I usually hear them say that, that they'll combine them. Um, how did, like, was that, a, like, how was that process? Um, that process was very tedious, but I did it in 10 hours. I didn't have any children. I was just a single woman, you know, can uh, just laze around and do whatever I want. So wow. one, one day, um, my girlfriend, she was over my house and she was talking about my hair, which made me like think about it. And I was just like, girl, it needs to be done. The girl's not calling me back. Like, I just can't. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to just comb these out. And so I grabbed a thumbtack, a boatload of conditioner slathered it on and just went for it we watched a whole i think it's it i think a season or two of scandal and i combed them out that was it oh my goodness oh you were you a trooper for that one <laughs> but you know sisalox they don't or not to say they don't but you're not supposed to use any product and mm -hmm. so there's not anything aside from your hair that's like holding it together so it's okay. just, just combing out just someone who's had really matted hair for a while yeah and then okay. with my traditional locks that comb out process was more more intensive I, it took me like a week and a half or so to comb those out but they were much older so they were like three and a half years old mm. and it was just a lot of hair to get through a lot of tangles to like comb through but yeah just a comb conditioner and patience so uh, uh, about how many traditional locks did you have? Um, at that time, I want to say I had 42, maybe 42 or 46, something around that. Okay. Range. I know I started with more than that, but I had combined them several times um, throughout the journey that I had those. Well, I love your set now. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen the other sets, but I fell in love with your hair. I said, oh my goodness, she is really bold and powerful you know the color the size that 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 is amazing to me so what inspired you to for one the color and the size that you currently have so the size was because i had sister locks they're really small that took forever then i had i would say medium size traditional locks some of them were like more regularly sized traditional locks and it just took too much time. Like I, I'm doing, I have a lot to, I have a lot in my life that I'm managing. And so because I do love my hair and I do love hair care, but you know how they always say like the stylist always can, always can get yes. a thousand people, but then your hair is never done. Like I didn't want that to be me. So I was like, let me just go bigger. And so it will take less time, but thicker locks comes with so much other responsibility that I had not even acknowledged. So that, so the size that that's where that was coming from. Just not taking a lot of time on myself. The color was, I, was it trial and it was trial and error. I'm trying to figure out if it was by mistake. I think uh, when I first started this set, my hair was blue. I saw that. Was it blue? I think it was, it was like blue. A, it was blue, and then I made it magenta, and then it was purple, and then it was orange, and I was just kind of like trying to find what color resonated with me, and like that I wear often, that works well with my lip color, like that just goes with my clothes and my my vibe. And I think I did this like teal green one time, and it was cool. I liked it, but then I colored it uh, some other color. I don't know, maybe purple or blue, or I, don't, I did something. And I was like, nah, I missed the teal. I missed the green. So then I was like, let me just do green everywhere. Like that's, that's my color. It looks good on me. I love it. Another thing um, that I noticed you talk about a lot is brushing your locks. Um, let's talk about brushing your locks and also the, like if there's any product that you would, would recommend or suggest, if any at all. I've heard your lives, your um, talks about you know, shampoo and conditioner, like I've been listening, okay? Um, so can you just share with us the point of brushing the locks and should you be using products with your locks? So I, I am a pro lock brusher and I brush my locks often. It is something that is highly debatable in the lock community. 
Um, but I feel it's really important because Lent is an issue that all of us have, especially with locks or just textured hair, hair that's not washed all the time. We do wash our hair, but it's not free, every daily like people that have uh, straighter textures of hair tend to do. So with Lent becoming embedded in our hair, in our locks, I've just seen so many people um, have issues with their lock thinning, the lock um, breaking off, the lock being discolored and like overly hard. And also I'm a, I'm a low key nerd, maybe high key nerd, <laughs> but I like to look at locks under the microscope and seeing a microscopic view of how lint just, it's like mm. it attacks the lock inside and like tries to just take it over. I was like, this, this, this can't be the only way that we can cultivate locks. And so I started brushing my hair. And what I found was that, yes, lint would still come to my locks, but I was getting it out. And as I was cultivating my locks, I would do the microscopic examinations on myself and there was no lint. And so I was like, okay, there's something to this. And so then I started introducing the brush behind the chair. So my guests would come to have their locks groomed. I would always check for lint, but also brush them. And we started just ridding ourselves of lint and I was like everyone needs to know about this we have to be brushing our locks it's a thing because we can't comb it because that's detangling it but you can brush it which also helps to uh, remove lint it helps to um, allow your moisturizer to penetrate deeper like there's just so many benefits to lock brushing and so I'm just I talk about it and I do it all the time Uh (laughs) I haven't tried it yet I don't I don't I haven't tried it yet. My hair, oh my goodness, Lord, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but as far as their products, um, what do you suggest? Because I know when I first started my journey, my I started them myself and my goal was to maintain them myself. However, I got into a situation where I just wanted to have some self-care, right? Like I wanted someone to treat me. So I went and got a steam treatment. Um, the young lady retwisted my locks and she used this heavy product. I don't want to say the name, but I was very unhappy with the results of it. From then on, I have not used product on my hair for retwist. I would just use, you know, a little bit of oil, retwist, and it comes out just as good as the product. I don't want all that buildup. But I know there are some pros and cons, and there's some, like you said, debates about what you should be using on locks. But what, what would you recommend? So I approach locks in four, like, it's like a four point approach. If you want to think about it, I'm, I'm a very like analytical type person. And so I approach it as you have to, or I'm not even going to say you have to, I feel like it's best that you have a product, you have products that help to cleanse your hair, strengthen your hair moisturize and protect your hair. Those are like the four categories you want your products to fall into. When it comes to retwisting your hair, because not all of us retwist, some people do interlocking, Mm -hmm. some people crochet, some people retwist. But when it comes to retwisting specifically, you do not have to use product. That is, that's a common myth that people think that a product is necessary for locking the hair. It's not true because if you just left it alone, think about people that have freeform locks they will still lock. Um, But if you do want to use a product, you want that product to help to nourish your scalp and also stimulate growth. And a lot of people, instead of looking at it like that, they tend to look at it like, I want the product to stop my hair from being frizzy. I want it to be really sleek. I don't want my retwist to come undone. So they're trying to like glue the hair together. But what happens when, what often happens, I'm not going to say it happens all the time, but what often happens when you have that type of like mindset of gluing the hair together, wanting it not to be frizzy or having it being really sleek, you are uh, suffocating the hair and suffocating the scalp. And locks is, they're not like, I feel like if we have, we have loose hair, you do something, you pretty much immediately can see what you've done. 
when you have locks, what you've done today will show up in three months or six months. And you're just like, dang, like, why is my lock thin right here in the middle? Thinking it's something you did at that moment, but it's usually something you did months ago that is now just showing up in your hair. And so I don't use heavy products. It's honestly the reason why I created my product line because there was not product readily available at the store or even at the time online that was specifically specifically formulated for the care of locks that worked alongside of the natural locking process and not and that didn't just want to meet European standards of beauty with having mm-hmm. it being really sleek, having it not be frizzy, having it not be natural. So that's why I created my product line. And I also believe that I, I never tell people like you have to use my product or you have to use any product because again, as long as you're doing something that's nourishing your scalp, nourishing your body, nourishing your hair, it's going to flourish, mm-hmm. which oftentimes starts with your water, your food, yes, internally, yes. yeah, <laughs> all those things. So, products that are debatable, not necessary, but so as long as you're cleansing, strengthening, moisturizing, and protecting. That's good. That's a really good. That's a really good perspective to have when it comes to your hair. Couple more questions. Maintenance routine. What is your maintenance routine like? And how long does that process take you? So now my locks are four, almost four and a half. Well, they are four and a half years old. Uh, maintenance for me looks like washing my hair every two weeks. I wish it could be weekly, but I just cannot find the time to dry my hair because drying it takes at mm-hmm. minimum two hours. Mm-hmm. Like, let me not even try to do some type of fancy curls or something. I'm going to dry for at least three hours. <laughs> so <laughs> drying is crazy. That's That's part of the responsibility I didn't consider with thick locks like because they're so thick it takes forever to dry so I wash my hair every two weeks um the time I usually retwist my hair every six weeks or so in between I just control my roots I don't do a retwist I don't do a retwist every time because of course I would thin your hair out Mm -hmm. but also I just control my roots because my hair grows away from my locks and yeah. so what I realized, having done several, I, I call them new, no retwist challenges. And so we didn't retwist our hair for eight weeks. Like it was like a community thing. My hair was suffering. <laughs> I could not, I could not do, you know, people will say, oh, don't retwist your hair. Leave it alone for a month or two or three months, six months, a year. And your hair is going to be thicker. No, my hair will not. Um, So because my hair grows away from my locks. So I have to like just screw my roots a little bit. That doesn't involve any clipping or crocheting or anything. Just making sure all the loose hair is wrapped around my lock and I just let it, uh, just let it be. Um, But doing that helps to make sure my roots stay strong in between me retwisting. Yeah, I completely understand understand that. I've tried um, several times to go for extended periods without doing anything to the roots, just kind of, like you said, the myth of, yeah, well, your thicks, your locks would be thicker if you just don't retwist them. <laughs> However, um, my hair, I have a fine texture of hair. And so that was one of my fears from starting locks in the beginning as well, is that my locks would be fine. They were, my head is small, you know, like, and I'll have this little skinny head and these thin locks. And so I was afraid to start locks for that reason as well. But however, what one thing I noticed is when I started my locks, they were very thin. They were very stringy. And they were longer. Like they, they were longer than this. And surprisingly, they thickened up. But of course, the shrinkage has caused it to, you know, like expand a little bit. And I was talking to my fiance the other day, like, cause because he has locks too. And he started his locks maybe a year before before I did, his hair is flourishing. It's beautiful. It's long. It's healthy. And I'm like, he has a whole ponytail. Now I haven't, I don't have a ponytail yet. (laughs) And I'm like, babe, my hair is not growing. And he's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. Like my hair is the same length as it is when it started. Do you have people tell you that sometimes like they don't see the growth in their own locks? Because I feel like that, even though I know that they were smaller than this, they were longer, but 
I'm, I, I haven't reached a year yet. I'll, I'm just under a, just under a month. And I don't understand, like, is it, is my hair getting used to being locked? Like, I don't under, I'm lost. I'm really confused. But I see everyone locks, you know, in a year. It's like, it went from this to this. And I'm like, well, my hair didn't do that. So <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. And I know really, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because your depending on how long your hair is when you start, it will determine um, how long the locking process is going to take. But we have to consider that your hair is not just locking like outwardly so that you see the tangles. It also locks internally. And so it has to like condense together. Mm -hmm. And so with longer hair, your hair is going to mat, but it's also going to draw up. And so that's why a lot of times people don't see any length retention or it doesn't appear to have length retention in like the first, it's usually like the first 18 to 24 months. But then after your locks have reached the adult phase of the locking process, they just exponentially take off because they no longer have to do any work inside. It's just mm. all of the length is just growing out of your scalp. So you're fine. It's totally oh. normal. Just, again, that's this is truly the representation of patience. Like why people say it doesn't take patience for you to lock your hair. It's just like, oh, what are you talking about? But when you start to not see anything happening, you're like, what's going on? What's going on? Yes, that's been my my whole thing. Okay, the final question I have for you is: with this process that you've been going through, this whole journey of restarting your locks and you know, getting to a place of um, even doing Reiki, how has your lock journey played into your awareness of just who you are? Like, how have this journey been with that? So I have, um, I have very interesting vantage points of how locks have played into my awareness of who I am. And I say that because one, I have my own journey that I'm walking on and growing, growing through with my hair, but I'm also a loctician. And so I see how the power of locks transforms or has an impact on other women. And for me, again, locks allowed me to just acknowledge or reflect on who I am and my uh, creativity and my passion because locks for me, they allowed me to start a product line, which gives me financial freedom. So it allows me to stay home and homeschool my children. Uh, locks for me has uh, allowed me or pushed me into a space of having a blog or having a YouTube channel where I can empower other women and other people through the internet, which aligns with my personal purpose in life. And then locks has allowed me to stop and reflect about, you know, what, what is happening? Like, how are you showing up for yourself? I did a, a post, uh, I want to say a couple months ago, definitely during quarantine, where I was just like, my locks, if they're feeling dry, it's not because my locks are dry. I had to stop and think like, have I been drinking water? Have I been moisturizing my hair? Have I been doing all of the things, my diet, whatever that is, have I been doing all the things that I know to hydrate and nourish myself? And oftentimes the answer is no, but it wasn't, be, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been something I consciously thought of if I had loose hair and I could just like slather some cream on it and just go about my business. My mm -hmm. locks make me go within so that what's happening inside of me is reflected through my hair. So locks are just... Again, they're just, they're transformational in so many ways because they transform, but also if you allow the journey to truly be a journey and allow yourself the time and the space to reflect on how you're growing with your locks, like you just gain so much. That is so good. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. You have so much wisdom. This is really good. Okay. So. You have so many platforms, well, not so many platforms, but you have programs, you have YouTube channel, you have a podcast, you have products. Can you just touch on a little bit about those and tell the guests where they can go find your, your podcast and your programs and 
you know, your Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff? Um, so I, my product line is called New Growth Essentials. And uh, there I share products that are specifically formulated for locks that are all natural, that are created with love and intention. Because one of my biggest mantras that you'll hear me say all the time is use your products with purpose. So again, all the products have a purpose. Uh, I have created the New Growth Academy, which is an online institution to help uh, empower individuals and also professionals with the science and art beauty of hair locking. And I created that because again, there's not, there, there oftentimes is not formal education specifically, again, surrounding locks or hair locking. Everything is about loose textured mm -hmm. hair, natural hair, straight hair, but like locks is a completely different process that doesn't just fall under natural hair or textured exactly. hair. Exactly, yep. And so that's why I created New Growth Academy. And I also have my New, New, Growth, New Growth Academy. You can visit it, you can uh, enroll in courses, um that are self-paced also i also offer hands-on trainings live trainings and certification programs at newgrowthacademy.com and then i have my blog which is curlynewgrowth.com and there i share my personal my personal journey and also i blend it with my professional knowledge to just empower people with like funny videos lives um, pictures, just things that will help to inspire you and keep you encouraged throughout your journey. And sometimes I throw things in there to shock you as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that is my blog, curlynewgrowth.com. Um, I also, of course, am a loctician. So I have a salon, which is New Growth Salon. And there I service, per, per, I service primarily women, um, but helping them to have knowledge of self while also helping them to cultivate their hair and so all of these things align with my purpose which is to empower people to decolonize their mind and believe in their power and so I just do all of that through all of my things <laughs> that is good what, what about your YouTube channel um, my YouTube channel is curly new growth as well um Again, that that if I try to align it with my blog as much as I can, but I I am a multimedia like I love to create videos. I'm very creative, so creating uh -huh. videos is fun for me. Writing sometimes is really hard, so I was like, well, let me have the video outlet, and sometimes I have the written outlet, and sometimes I'll have both. And you can have you know choose pick and choose which experience you have. Now I'm growing into podcasting. I have three podcasts right now. I've been really trying to uh, focus, um, but one of the one the podcast that I'm giving the most attention to right now is Salon Frequency. That podcast is for salon professionals, and I created that so that I can speak about how salon culture is revolutionizing. It's not the same as it's always been, and I want people specifically salon professionals or entrepreneurs to know that they're not alone and like the things that they may have been thinking or feeling are very valid and we can grow and be better for self so that we're better for yeah. others um and that's what i talk about a lot with salon frequency i also started a new podcast which is confident cultivation on confident cultivation, I am striving to share the stories that typically only happen in the salon where you're feeling like really comfortable, you're feeling safe, and you are speaking about all the positive things that you're doing. I just felt like, how can I share all of that, mm -hmm. all the things that I'm gaining in the salon? Like, how can I share that with other people? And so I have started to offer um, the conversations, not having them take place in the salon, but having them take place online through like live broadcasts or one-on-one -on -one interviews, but so that people, again, can stay encouraged and inspired. Yeah. And again, know that they can do all the things that they believe they can do. So as long as you continue to believe. And then uh, my other podcast, uh, Digital Optician, is truly just a, I would say it's a 
a flip of my blog and YouTube channel. So just okay. being able to offer that in an audio experience and not have it just be written or videos. Some people just like to hear it. So yeah. that is that is my brand in digital and physical format. <laughs> that is awesome. You are such a beacon of light for all of us. I appreciate you so much. Before I let you go, could you share with us a myth or a tip, something that you would recommend those who are either starting their lock journey or have been on their lock journey, what can you bless us with? So my tip initially was going to be a brush your locks, but I'm glad we had an extended amount of time to talk about that. And then I was going to talk about uh, color, coloring your locks. Uh, but I feel like that is not something that would apply for everyone. So the one tip that I feel like would apply for everyone and I would encourage everyone to think about and remember is why you started your lock journey. Identifying your why and writing it down, keeping it at the forefront of your mind, whether that's on your phone, whether that's something you see when you go to the bathroom, in the mirror, remembering your why is going to allow you to stay encouraged on your journey. The times where you think, oh, my hair is unraveling, or I can't do this, or my coworker just was like, when are you going to get your hair done? You got to let, let that go. Don't internalize that. And then go back to your why so that you can continue to encourage yourself um, because you already have everything you need. You don't need anybody else to validate you. You don't need to hear anyone else tell you that you're doing the right thing because you already know what you need. Absolutely. Good. Thank you so much. Now you mentioned color. I can't let you go without <laughs> sharing something about color because I was very reluctant to color in my hair and I only colored it because I felt like it would ease the process of my life journey. So I colored it right before, I have never had color in my life. I colored my hair right before I started my locks. And that's, and that was going to be it. I probably don't ever color again. I'm not sure yet, but girl, share your wisdom with us on this hair color. <laughs> well, first of all, your color looks amazing. Like I would never know that you didn't have color before you wear it so well. Thank you. Um, with color, I was going to say, or I do often say like, you don't need bleach to color locks. I believe that's a, one of those common misconceptions. Like if you wanna have a vibrant color, if you want something that's gonna stand out, you have to bleach it first and like take out all the melanin in the hair for it to happen. And that's not true. Oftentimes if you're bleaching, jumping to that step first, you're taking away so much integrity with your locks. And I say that from a place of personal experience I bleached my second set of locks. It had so much color damage. It was just, no, you don't need to do that. The set, the color that I have now, the green that's all over my head, there was no bleach involved. So you don't need bleach. You can have vibrant, bold colors without bleach. Okay? Yes. And so that requires you to find someone who's either a colorist, who knows their color theory, and can give you those results. Color is a professional service. It's a chemical service. So it's not something that I recommend you do at home. I do it at home because I'm a cosmetologist. I'm licensed to do that. I have access to the products that is going to allow me to care for it. You're doing it at home with the things that are just at Sally's and stuff is not, it's not the answer. Girl, say that. I had a colorist, uh, a color my hair as well. She's a color specialist. That's all she does is color. So I went to her. However, I think she did use a lightener. And the first time I, my hair, um, before I locked it, it was it looked the same. However, I'm not going to lie. The second time, I wanted it done before my birthday because I wanted to, you know, look good and, and all that stuff. And I saw immediately saw a difference in my locks, like the size. It went from thicker to smaller. And I was like, oh, no. So that is it for me, okay? I did buy some wax, <laughs> some hair color wax that I probably will use to touch up my hair if I don't, don't use a wax. Okay, oh oh goodness, I'm glad I said that. Okay, all right, well, well just let me finish this real quick. So um, I did see an immediate change in my um, size after the color. And one thing she did do, she kept squeezing them. I was like, oh my goodness, my locks are gonna be like, she's 
squeezing them too tight. I don't know, girl. This is my first test. <laughs> so it's a lot of trial and error in this already, I can tell. But um, so what about the hair wax? So it's so, so interesting. For everyone that's listening, if you've been thinking about using hair wax on your locks, please head over to curlynewgrowth.com. Just type in hair wax in the uh, search bar and I'm, I'm going to change your life. But real quick, just quick, quick snippet. I have looked at hair wax in locks under <gasps> my And so I will offer you, you know, just a, just an inside look behind the scenes of what happens, not necessarily the vibrancy because you do get it, but it's getting it out of the hair. Like what that looks like. And the reason why I even did that was because I had a woman who was a new guest in the salon. I washed her hair and I started squeezing out like some pink stuff. And I was just mm. like, her hair was green. Like she had green color. And I was like, um, did your, did you color your hair pink or something before? And she was like, I'm, I did some hair wax like two years ago. And I was like, what? And she was washing her hair this whole time. But because for me, I use a detoxifying shampoo like all the time. That's one of my like staples. And so detoxing her locks pulled out something that had been in there for two years. That's all I'm going to say. But I want you to go watch. I will. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad I brought that up. I'm so glad because I know somebody else out there listening like, oh, goodness, let me stay away from the hair wax. Thank you so much. Well, Jocelyn, I appreciate you being on the Natural Hair Education Podcast. I'm going to continue to be all in your programs (laughs) and your resources and all those things. Follow your YouTube channel, your Instagram. You are amazing. Thank you for the work that you do in our community. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on here and also just being a reflection for everything I'm sharing. You know, a lot of times I'm like, people care. Am I doing the right thing? Do people even want to hear about this? But this, this space like I truly appreciate you and everything that you do and also just pouring into me today so thank you so much thank you thank you Oh my goodness, guys. I know you enjoyed the conversation with Jocelyn. She's so graceful, well put together, very educated, and just has so much grace and patience. I could have conversations with her all day. However, we have to go. So I hope you enjoyed the Lock Journey series. Make sure you guys follow her, reach out to her. Make sure you guys follow Natural Hair Education and let's stay connected. Tell me how you enjoyed this series. And if you want to hear more about different types of hair journeys, not just locks, but teeny weeny afros or big afros, curly hair, whatever it is that you want to hear, make sure you guys reach out and let me know. Until next time, let's continue to educate, empower, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. Thank you for listening, and I will see you all next Monday.